Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Good afternoon, loyal listeners. This is a much more tamped down opener than we had in mind. And you want to know why? Because I am wearing my very favorite sweatsuit. I've got a Diet Coke. I've been listening to Dave Matthews Band all week. I am very comfy cozy right now. So I thought, you know what? I'm not going to scream into the headset this week. My name is Peter Odney. I am one of your humble hosts here on Her Eyes. I'm here with my good buddy, my partner in podcasting, Todd Hout. Todd, hi. That's me. I was ready to do my what would you say, but we're not. So, hey, uh, speaking of Dave Matthews, uh, we're here with uh, episode number nine of Her Ice, which is a podcast where me and Peter chat about Minnesota girls high school hockey, players' stories, as well as, hey, there's going to be some things we're going to throw out there today have nothing to do with hockey, but we think that you should know because it's either burning a tail in our feather or our feather in our tail i'm not sure but anyway fogging our cage it's fogging our cage we'll have one of those moments later on trust me um but we're podcasting live in studio 1a at the yhh home in bloomington minnesota and her ice is probably sponsored by uh, one of our favorite sponsors map hockey or now being known as map south Whoop. hockey because there's two maps and the other map uh, is got their own separate entity, so we're just we're affiliated with uh, and and supported by Map South. So if you're looking for the extra edge of off-season training or mid-season training, you're looking to get that upper edge, move from second line to first line, or looking to get ready for that spring, because you know what's coming up. I know some friends of mine are looking for that spring opportunity, because as much as we hate to say it, that season will be done by end of February, <laughs> and we're all going to be crying and and. In a poodle of tears. It all goes so fast. It will, but but hey, if you're looking for that great training opportunity off season, during season, after season, or looking for a good spring uh, group to get a part of, hey, make sure and chat out map.hockey for more information. Well, let's get the party started like we always do. We've had our opening. We've talked about our sponsorship. We are a day late, so those of you that were sitting on pins and needles waking up this morning say, please, <laughs> what happened to your Wednesday podcast? All three of you. We had a busy week. We got stuff coming up. We had to sneak this one in a day later. So anyway, uh, no delay is going to be Mr. Peter with his rankings recap. Let's talk about what the adults, women, girls, hockey were doing last week. Last week, talk about sneaking. Blaine sneaks past Edina 5-4, to four, knocking Edina out of the top three. We thought that for the bulk of the girls' season, there would be three teams that would rotate in that little carousel, but the fact that the Hornets lose. Granted, the Hornets are without Mallory Uline. We'll touch on why they're without her in a few minutes, but uh, a sub-500 loss drops the Hornets to number five. Uh, Eden Prairie drops out of the rankings after dropping their third straight game. They got shut out in their past two losses to Wyzetta Minnetonka. Tough road for Eden Prairie coming through that late conference. Boop, boop, boop. World owns number one A with a Big win over Rosa. We'll also touch on that in a minute. Who owns 1A? Who owns? World owns 1A. World undefeated, one of two undefeated teams in the state. Rochester Lourdes enters the Class A ranking after uh, Minneapolis loses to sub-500 Chicago Chisago Lakes. I can't even read my own writing. Well, they might have lost to Chicago team as well as a little friendly during the, the winter season. Playing uh, a little exhibition they game. They could have, you know, they must have traveled there. It's not that horribly far from Chicago, but um, 
But no, it was Chicago Lakes that they kind of dropped one. So they're yeah. on the way back. Minneapolis is going to be a squad to keep our eyes on. They're going to be in that top fifteen, but we're just the keeping track 15. of the we're just keeping track of the top ten, folks. <laughs> top fifteen. Let's make it a top twenty. Let's, yeah, let's go top thirty-five. Top fifty. Take care of everybody. Uh, outside of that Blaine and Dinah game, not a ton of shakeup in the rankings, but we'll mention that a little bit later. Hey, speaking of shaking, we had some games last week that uh, had some. Uh, some definite results that we were kind of surprised by, as well as we had some results that were like, yeah, that's a that's kind of a interesting one. Not a surprise, but interesting. So first one we're going to touch base with is uh, Forest Lake with a 4-3 victory uh, over Elk River Zimmerman. And the reason that's kind of a, a head shaker, what a little bit was, because those are obviously two squads on the north side which are coming down to the wire, and they're having uh, great seasons. And obviously it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one. That one is where Kelsey King, the scoring machine, uh, she, again, she's averaging three points a game, and she got a hat trick that day, but unfortunately was not enough with the Rangers uh, behind Ashley Mills, who doesn't get a lot of limelight, so it's kind of fun to see somebody else on the Rangers squad, and she had a great game, two goals and two assists, so help the uh, the Rangers with that victory over the Elks. That's going to be the last uh, Section 7 AA matchup for Forest Lake, um, except for Grand Rapids Greenway on January 12th. You had your hands up for a second. What were you going to do? That was my elk. Didn't you see my elk? Oh, oh, those are antlers. Because usually it's like I always go hashtag elks up or antlers up. Elks up. And then this one. The Elks were down, but the hey, they did win their next game after that, so <laughs> I'm not going to totally rain on the Elks parade. Um, they're coming back. Hey, another one that's uh, it's kind of two teams going opposite directions is going to be uh, EP and Wyzetta. Wyzetta, they battled last week in a 2 nothing victory uh, for the Lady Tro- Ladies of Troy, if I can say that. Uh, EP, now that was their third loss in a row, so they're a little bit of a, a, little, a, little bit of a bump in the road. Not going to not ride them off whatsoever. EP has got a great club. Uh, but a couple people I want to talk about in that Wyzetta game is uh, Stephanie Jervis, who had a great game, um, who is a Trinity College commit, which is in Hartford, Connecticut, home of the Bantams. The Bantams. Bantam chickens. It's, what is a Bantam, Todd? What's, what's a Bantam again? We had, we had to figure it out because the website had we Googled a fighting it. chicken or fighting a, hen or something. A Bantam is a chicken of a small breed, the male of which is noted for its aggression. So... That's a specific mascot. That's where Stephanie is going to be going uh, after this season. Uh, in her win, though, over EP, she did have 22 saves, and that is her third shutout of the season. So uh, Miss Jervis is definitely keeping the ladies of Troy above floating water. They're going the up direction. And last point on that Wyzetta-Eden Prairie game. This is uh, a chance for Wyzetta to sweep Eden Prairie for the first time since at least 2010. So Eden Prairie has swept Wyzetta in the regular season series one, two, three, four, five, six straight years. They split last year. Wyzetta could sweep the regular season series with a win on January 19th. That one will be circled in blue and gold for the Trojans. That will be. Uh, another battle that was uh, taking place last week was a big Friday Night Lights uh, over at Breck where Blake came in and the Big Bad Bears came in and actually it was a lot closer. That might have been one of our surprising games. Uh, Breck with a 3-2 victory over their, can we call it their Crosstown Rivals? <laughs> or they're in, in, independent, uh, they're 169 rival. Uh, but anyway, that's still a good win for Blake. Uh, the notable gal in that game is uh, one of their, their dynamic players, Addie Burton, who had two goals and one assist. One of her two goals was the game winner that kept the Bears. So uh, it's always I, I always admire when I see a player and either will tweet about it or mention them where 
they have this many goals, and they had a part in every single goal. Obviously, when you've got three, that's still pretty impressive, I think, with either two goals and assists. You had a part in every single goal. Some players where you got that five-point night where they've scored five goals, which is, in my mind, is phenomenal, and I'll talk about a gal coming up later on about that. But uh, anyway, in the, in the meantime, the Bears uh, take down the Mustangs 3-2 in a battle of the Bees. Bears outshot Mustangs 41-22. to That's a big win for Blake. Beating Breck, out shooting the Mustangs, and they're doing it all without Audrey Wethington, who is skating with Team USA at the uh, Women's World Championships in Japan at the exactly. moment. And another big one we want to throw out there is, too, is, the, uh, is one of our cohorts, uh, Mr. Tony Scott, has mentioned the best hockey team in the world. Allegedly. The Lady, the allegedly, the Lady Warriors of Warroad uh, with a huge victory uh, as they defeated uh, Rozo at the Gardens at the uh, garden. on 3-2. Uh, and the big one in that one, obviously, is uh, Corneliusen, who had another awesome game. Um, she definitely puts the team on her back every time that they play. Either she's got the game winner, the game tire, the game point leader. Uh, in this particular game, she took over the game. Rose will score two quick ones in the first, and then Rose got one in the second. She helped out on the second goal to tie things up, and then she got the game winner for uh, the Lady Warriors. So Warroad stays undefeated. But let me tell you, if you are thinking that Warroad's going to guide through the rest of the season, easy peasy, mac and cheesy, x on that because they've got a couple good games coming up, but... Peter, what are those two monster games that they still have to worry about whether they're going to keep the zero in the lost column? Well, world's got to worry about Thief River Falls, who I believe is ranked number four in Class A. Thief River. Yes, number four, you got him right there. Thief River has been a, a thorn. Thief, a thorn in oh. the Warriors' side. Thief, it's, a thorn. It feels as though it, out of, coming out of that section has been Thief River or Warroad for the past however many years. And then Warroad also has to play Rozo again on February mm. 4th. At Rozo. At Rozo. The Warriors were outshot in that win over the Rams by a near 2-1 to margin. I don't know if they're as lucky in that season finale. Think of the season finale. World comes in undefeated. Rozo's got retribution on their mind, revenge factor in their own house. You're bringing the lady, and undefeatedness is on, the, and you want to beat your all-time rival. I mean, you're talking rivals in the state of Minnesota, those two towns. Do not like each other. So there's an opportunity. The Rams are just barking at that opportunity. So I'm actually got my fingers crossed for that one. That would be one to actually road trip up if I could. I was just about to say, if it wasn't 17 hours away, I would go see that game. Well, I got a friend over at NDSU, so maybe he can get me a cheap flight. <laughs> <laughs> then drive four hours. Or maybe we can we can get uh, the powers that be to splurge for a hotel room or something. That could be. Well, anyway, beyond, beyond those powers, uh, let's talk about a couple gals that actually had not just some power um, and normally when we talk about our players of the week, we talk about players that had phenomenal weeks. But this one I want to twist it up a little bit because we had a couple gals that had really good games. And within that mix, we've got some gals who are putting together some really good last couple weeks of hockey. So let's start off with a gal who had a great game. Uh, I'm not sure if it's her best game she's ever had. But um, a senior out of Prairie Center, uh, forward by the name of Kylie Hopp. The uh, reason I want to bring her up is because she was instrumental in a 10 nothing victory for Prairie Center. 10 nothing, you're like, wow, that's not a really big deal. But the thing about Miss Hopp is that she had five goals and two assists in that game. And then the, I, I, and the reason, you're like, okay, that's great. 10 nothing, 5 Gs. And again, and her ice, we like to bring something a little different. We could talk about the Worlds, the Edinas, the Blakes, but this is what's great about it. So all of a sudden, I looked down the standings, and the leaders in the state, Miss Hop is number five in the state in goals with 27 on the season. And not only was this her first, but this was her second 
game of the season where she scored five goals. She scored in early December against Austin. She had a five-goal night. So, Miss Hop, uh, kudos to you. If I had a game puck, I'd give it to you because you definitely deserve it with that great game against Morris Benson. Shout out to Kylie Hop. Heck yeah. Another guy we want to bring up real quick is uh, she's kind of just slowly, as I kind of watch the games and kind of tweet about them, uh, is a gal by the name of Victoria Johnson who plays for Rochester Century. And again, it might be a name that you you might have heard if you live in the 507 because you you play against her and obviously she is beating you up on a, on a weekly basis. But the reason I want to bring her up is because last week she had a great game. So they beat Wyndham in 7-2 victory. And then on top of that, she had a great game. Of the seven goals, she accounted for six of them. So she had four goals mm-hmm. and two assists. So that alone is an, an amazing stat to throw at you. But then the thing that really jumped at me right away was the fact that she not only is scoring goals, but she is a point leader. So not only is she leading the team with 48 points, 20 of those are goals, but she is now has her ninth consecutive multi-point game. So not only are... Uh, is Century doing a great job of just winning games, but she is putting points to the board. She is the backbone of that club. They do have another scorer by the name of Kylie Lund, who has 24 goals on the team. So she actually leads the team in goals, but uh, Victoria has been definitely um, lighting it up, and I like to call her VJ on the side. They've got three <laughs> games in a row, uh, and so they are definitely cooking as a squad right yeah, now. Three straight wins since our last show. She's got 13 total points, or 48 points, ranked fifth in the state. Not too shabby whatsoever. Uh, another guy we're going to bring up to, which we've talked about before, she is definitely not a one that, that we want to sleep on. Her name is Taylor Nelson from Cloquet Esco Carlton. Uh, now, Miss Nelson is a uh, Bemidji commit, and she not only had a couple great games. Uh, let's just backtrack a little bit. Uh, they played Hayward last week, and now at the same time, the late the the. The Lumber Jills, I think Lumber we talked about calling that. They had a big win against Hayward. She had a hat trick and two assists in that one. But then she says, you know what, that's not good enough. Let's play another team from Wisconsin, Superior. So then she blows up for that one. So now in the Superior, she had a, a hat trick again with an assist. So now that gave her an amazing uh, stat total. Well, right now she is sitting at, my brain just turned up for just about 10 seconds. She's got 25 goals and 43 points on the season. But now she has got four games in a row, consecutive games, where she has got at least four points in each game. So that is definitely a backbone for the Lumber Jills. Including three straight games with a hat trick. So nothing, nothing to shake about. Another all mention, which I didn't write up on the board for Peter, but I want to give a little love to my squad here. It's a surprise for everyone. It's a surprise for everybody. My B-Town squad, uh, Bloomington Jefferson just cracked the 500 mark. So they got a win number nine on Tuesday as uh, they were victorious. And also my brain turned off for a sec. Uh, who are they playing? <laughs> Again. I know. Also, my brain is, is turning off here for a sec. Sorry, uh, they played Holy Angels, and they won 5-1. to one. But my gal, Selena Ray, had a point of all five goals. She had four goals, so her best game of the season so far, and she had one assist in that one in a 5-2 victory. Over. Selena gets the golden sombrero. For over, yeah. She had the Texas hat trick. She definitely over the stars. And so the great thing about the Selena, she's up in her game. She's leading uh, She's leading the uh, Jags in points. So she is gets a, a puck for me because she has got a great game. So, Selena, kudos to you. All right, now we've we've dissected some individual perf- performances. Now we have a tiny segment on here called 
quiet teams. Shh, quiet. Be very quiet. And now we're going to talk in whispers for the No, we're not going to talk in whispers for the rest of the show. That would be really unfair to you. But one of our teams that you should keep an eye on who's been a little quiet so far has been Chaska Chanhassen. A 5 nothing loss to Benilde St. Margaret snaps a three-game winning streak recently. But, but the Stormhawks' most impressive game might be a loss. Mm-hmm. Not one of their 11 wins. I was shocked by this as well. Listen up, folks. They lost to Rozo, which isn't so crazy in and of itself, but they lost only 3-1, to one, and they put 25 shots on the Rams' net two days after Christmas. That is, that's a huge, I don't care if it's a loss, that's a huge game for a team like the Stormhawks that's looking for a little bit of an identity. They're definitely doing that, and and I think the th- the funniest thing is is me and Peter were preparing for this, and and since Chaska Chan's in the same district in the youth uh, down here in the Southwest Metro in Bloomington, and they also play in the same conference in Metro West with Jaguars. So actually, it came upon us on Tuesday. We're talking with another dad or two from Holy Angels, and I go, uh, "What do you guys think about your club? Who are some teams you played really strong this year?" And they're like, "Well, Chaska Chan's really good." And I go, "You know what? They're not that strong. I think they're about five hundred. And I'm like. I had to check my facts, and then when I checked the facts, I'm like, "Holy <laughs> mackerel! They only got five losses, and they are on a they're on a sweep." But again, like Peter said, it's it's across the board. It's not one dynamic player that's mm-hmm. taken over. It's a it's a team game, and they are definitely not just one player that's riding and taking care of the the reins on that one. Through 19 games, their leading scorer, Caitlin Roberts, has 20 points. That's 20. a point a game. They're, they're not exactly setting the world on fire statistically, but a 11 six and two is, is 11 six and two. Not bad at all. Hey, another team we want to talk about real quick uh, that's kind of a quiet team that's sneaking up on us Shh. is that Cloquet Esco Carlton. Now, we did talk about Miss Taylor Nelson a little bit ago, how she is burning up things within the last four games. But as a squad, they are moving up the charts. And here's why they're moving up the charts, folks. Uh, right now, they currently have a record of 12 and 3. 13 and 3. 13 and 3, yeah. They won last night. So, uh, won the other night. So, 13 and 3. See, I was ready for prepared for yesterday, but we did it today, so my number is bad on my part. It's three errors on my side today. That's what being proactive gets you. It does. Yeah, I was trying to be ahead of the game. But anyway, moving forward, so now uh, the Lumber Jills have won seven games in a row, which is quite impressive right now. Mind you, some of the scores have been a misleading because not right now they're 2 0 against Wisconsin, but before that they beat Duluth 4 1. They did beat the evil uh, Evelyn Gilbert, big rival for them, 8 2, uh, but then also St. Francis and, De- and another Duluth. Plus, they also beat Sartell Sock Rapids 3 2 early December. So, Lumberjills do not sleep on them. And not only do we say that uh, Taylor Nelson is the backbone of that team, but actually, uh, Cade, uh, not Cade, uh, Kiana, her brother's Cade Bender. <laughs> but Kiana Bender, she is the second on the team in points. She's got 15 goals and, and 23 assists. So she is also helping Miss Nelson guide the team. And then their leading goalie is obviously the one and only Elise Lund, who's played all 16 games for them. Uh, she has a GAA of 155 and a save percentage of 918. So, uh, the lady, the lumber Jills, watch out for them because you're going to come chopping at your door. <laughs> chopping at your door. Chopping. The lumber Jills, of those three losses, they lost to Hibbing just by one, Grand Rapids Greenway by one, and Dodge County by two. So they lost quietly. They lost very quietly. A great penalty kill for lumber Jills also doing its job, clicking at an 88% success rate. Success rate, for sure. All right. Um, we're going to change the channel a little bit. We're going to go international because the boys just got done with uh, their World Junior Championships. Woo! And there's a couple squads in the metropolitan area who are affected by the WJC 
the gals are in the house, and they are playing their World Junior Championships, and we have five Minnesota gals who are part of that club who is just starting their, uh, not their preliminaries, but they're starting in the playoff, the single elimination, and Peter's going to talk a little bit about those gals, who it is, and how they're helping USA bring home the gold. Well, this is one of the most awkward times of the year. Some of these preeminent teams in the Metro and uh, frankly all over the country are losing their top players for uh, a couple of weeks so they can play for Team USA. It's uh, it's unfortunate that they can't play with their high school team, but when Team USA comes a call and you're obviously going to take uh, take that opportunity. So Sydney Sheeran of White Bear Lake is playing with Team USA. She's got a goal so far. Maggie Nicholson of Minnetonka has an assist so far. Uh, Audrey Wethington from Blake and Mallory Uline are also skating for Team USA. And Skylar Vetter, mm. who is playing for Lakeville North's J- uh, Boys High School Junior Varsity, has been a stud between the pipes for Team USA. Uh, they've gone to wins over Sweden 2 to nothing, Canada 3-2, to and Russia 3-2. to Masters of the close game the U.S. will face Finland in the semifinals on Saturday. I wonder how she makes that change where she's been playing against guys all season, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm going to go play women overseas in the World Junior Championships. I would be willing to bet that she's even more prepared. I would say so. As much as I want to say the games are very similar because they really are, it's still speed, it's still strength, it's still high levels of intensity. I mean, obviously with Lakeville North, they are top tier in uh, AA, and she's seeing top, and they were at the Hockey for Life Classic uh, down in um, Prior Lake. So definitely she's seeing some top tier skill-wise with Minnetonka and St. Thomas Academy down there. But I wonder if she has to flip a switch going, okay, I'm playing different people, I'm playing a different gender, or does she think she just goes – I see puck, I see skaters, I stop puck, <laughs> that's all I do. I think that might be her mentality. But it's, it's, I think it's great. I think it's great that she has the opportunity. You know, because guys, they have the opportunity. It's like all the world juniors, basically anybody who's on the national development team or they're all college guys. But the women, it's like, nope, we're going to scoop up. I mean, there's we looked at the take roster. some of these high school kids. I take the high school kids. There's like six kids, uh, six gals, I should say, from Shattuck. They're on that squad. So, I mean, they're scooping up a lot of Minnesota kids. I'm we didn't do the research to tell you how many of those Shattuck kids are actually <laughs> Minnesota kids, but Zero. having five uh, born and bred here in the state of Minnesota, uh, that's phenomenal. That's there. a testament to the development that Minnesota high schools do with their young ladies that they're able to go play on the international stage and compete. So shout out to you, young ladies. We're pulling for you all yep. the way across the pond. Across the pond, that's what we're doing. Oh, now we're back. Actually, and it's weird. That's it's, actually not across the pond. It's the other pond, it? yeah. It's, it's the it's, other pond. It's the bigger pond. It's I don't the, know how to say that in Japanese, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just know Kenichiwa. It's, that's all I got. How but, do you uh, say But our translator pond. is jumping at. As we're translating, let me prep a little bit because he's going to come back. we got a talker segment. I want to kind of – something's been fogging my cage after last Sunday. Ikikoi. Ikikoi? Ikikoi. Okay, excellent. Ikikoi, gold medal. Let's do it. All right, speaking of Icky, um, so last week uh, the, the Vikings were down in the playoffs, and I do like football. Uh, I'm not sure if I love football like I used to as a kid, but anyway, I still enjoy watching. I still like watching my squad. hope they get in the playoffs. But Chicago Bears were in the playoffs, had an opportunity to defeat uh, the Philadelphia Eagles who snuck in the playoffs because the Vikes lost to the Bears. We know that has scenario. But the part that I want to bring up is that Cody Parquet, who was the kicker for Chicago, he missed the field goal. It hit the cross pipe. It hit the post. It didn't go in. The whole stadium. It got tipped. S- it got tipped afterwards. Uh, 
it, my point is, uh, it's not just the fact they kicked it and everybody on TV and everybody in the stadium is like, oh my gosh, and then we watched a little social media and Barstool Sports ripped him a new one. Uh, and my part is I want to be is like, folks, let's back off. Let's lay off a little bit because he is human. He does have feelings. I mean, I know he had to turn off his social media because threats were coming his way. I mean, there's a lot of people, I think, that could have seen that and said, you know what, I can't take this. I'm leaving the city. And it just goes to that part of the football fans who are some people, not all football fans, but there are some football fans who are stereotypical where life depends on football. And when football is done, they don't know what to do with themselves. Like it's life and death. Like half of people at Soldier's, State, Soldier's Field did not leave the stadium going, I am going to end life now because my team is not in the playoffs anymore. <laughs> but my point is, lay off of Cody because he is human. He didn't like run away from it saying, hey, you know what? I made a mistake. It was a bad kick. He'll learn from it, and I know he will. It's easier for me being outside of Chicago. But, Peter, I had to get that off my chest because people are being way too harsh on a guy that is just doing his job. If you don't do your job as a writer or photographer – I'm pretty sure social media is not going to rip Nobody threatens to kill me, for one thing. No, that's the big piece right there. But anyway. I think you can tie that into hockey, though. It's an, it's an overreaction, especially high school hockey. These, I mean, these are teenagers playing a game while they're going to school and just kind of existing. And the, the emotion and the volatility that comes along with losing sometimes at the high school level from certain people, whether it be coaches or uh, fellow students or parents, is completely ridiculous so before you want to holler at an official or berate a teenager for why they're not playing better take a big deep breath and ask yourself does this actually matter in the grand scheme of things is this dismissing a uh, dismissing a slap shot or letting in the game winning goal does this really have the power to dictate how i treat other people the answer should be no and if it's not no then we would encourage you to seek professional help Yes, and it, we, we kind of talked about it. As much as I want to, and I listen to Sports Talk Radio, and it drives me through the roof where it's like they could talk about football 24-7, 365, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday. The Vikings have been on the playoffs for three weeks. Hey, let's talk about the wild win last night. No, we need to talk about the draft pick and combines, and we have to talk about football, football, because I have nothing else to talk about because I have no life. Folks, find a hobby. This is not life or death. Um, just a little information about Mr. Parkey. Uh, he's an American football place kicker. I want to talk about him a little bit because I think he's a great person because <laughs> he made a mistake. He knows he made a mistake, and he's going to move on. And, folks, let me tell you right now, if you're watching football next year in 2019 season, the Bears will win the division, not the Vikings. <laughs> the Bears will win division, and Parkey is going to be like, hey, remember last year when I missed that? I'm a better person, and I'm going to go forward and do good things. He is actually from Juniper, oh, Jupiter, Florida. He was born uh, February 19, 1992, so he's only 26 years old. He's Yikes. a young kid. Uh, he actually, uh, his mom is Kelly, and his dad is Doug Sr., and he actually went to school at Jupiter Community High School, and he went to the University of Auburn from 2010 to 2013. So that's a little bio of Cody, who will probably be the kicker of the year next year because no one's going to take his life. He's not going to leave Chicago. So everybody just lay off the guy. Because he is human. Sports is not uh, important. Trust me. Trust me. All right. I'll uh, get you a cup of tea. I'm going to get a sip of water. Just calm down for that Get you a cup of tea. We'll let you grab your breath before we move into our our three questions. Three questions. One of my favorite segments. You know what? I'm going to back up. It probably is my favorite segment. So here we go. Question number one. Peter Odney. 
who will, who will be undefeated in girls' high school hockey action by section time? Will it still be Mound West Tonka, who currently is 17-0-2, or will it be the Lady Warriors of Warroad, who are currently 18-donut and donut? Continue. Warroad has the tougher schedule, but I'm still going to go with Warroad. I see a couple of trap games on the schedule for Mountain West Tonka, maybe Proctor Hermantown mm. near the end of January, and I'm done betting against the Lady Warriors. I think the Lady Warriors go undefeated, and because I just said that, they'll get skunked 10 to nothing in their next game. Yep, that's a Tony Scott jinx right there. Uh, question number two. Peter, if you're on a deserted island, name a famous person, hockey or not, that you would be wanting to be on the island with you. Honestly, I am going to go with a hockey person. I'm going to say Wayne Gretzky because he seems like a true gentleman. Mm -hmm. And why wouldn't you want to hang out with the greatest player to ever do it? True. Do you think he's good with like his hands? And I mean, we know he can stick handle, but I wonder if he can make like crack coconuts, crack coconuts, make a raft, a shelter. Yeah, shelter. I don't trust him. Spear fishing. He, I bet he's a good shot. I bet he's a good, I think he'd be better at spilled fishing than building a roster. I mean, building a house. So I I would take him along with me. Yeah, that's a good one. I kind of thought about that, and I've always talked about people that I want to meet really bad. But then I put Jim, Jim Morrison on there. I talk about uh, Bono from U2. And if I want to be on a desert island with them, U2, I mean, Bono would be pretty cool because we just talk about songs the whole time. I don't think he would talk. No, I don't think so. He'd think be he like. He'd stare out across the sea and think, gosh, I want to make another album. That's all right. I've got to go on the back then, of the island. I'm just going to write some stories about the palm trees and the water. It's just making me very... And transit. then we're going to force you to download it. That's what they'll do. Anyway, <laughs> we can fight about that later. We can fight about that later on. <laughs> all right, question number three. It happened on Tuesday night. I want to bring in the pep bands, high school pep bands at high school games. Yay or nay? I don't know if you just heard me clap through the microphone, but yes, pep bands at games. Come on. Games should be an event, and games should involve as many students as possible, not only the players, not only the student managers, but get the band there, make them play loud, make them play for the entire game, let them do the national anthem. I would much rather listen to a band play Flight of the Bumblebee or play Uptown Funk mm. than listen to ACDC 15 times in an hour-long span or listen to Guns and <clears throat> Guns and Roses 10 times. I want to hear a band. Now, let's just... let's. Let's preface that a little bit because sometimes Peter's heard a little too much of the 80s rock bands because it's like all the hockey guys out there like, you need to play hockey, rock, and roll. I don't want to hear that stupid Katy Perry. This is hockey. Like, I know, bud, but we want to make sure everybody in the fans are excited about all the songs. Yes, you're going to hear some other stuff that you're not used to. You might hear sicko mode once in a while because that's the, <laughs> the, the, the serious drop that's going on right now. So I want to see a high school band learn how to play sicko mode. That would be pretty good. That would be super talented, right? So, by the way, I brought that up again because I was at the Jefferson Girls game on, on Tuesday. Hometown. Pep Band was there for the second time this season, so that was phenomenal. I've seen them come to Kennedy games. So as much as we love listening to music and that in on the whistle, that's still there. But it's so awesome to just hear kids that come there. They get to watch their friends. And there's kids that come there. And I remember seeing a mom. I go, what are you doing here? Obviously, a pep band mom whose yeah. son plays baseball, Kenny, and all of a sudden, she's like, 
well, yeah, we're playing the game. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so awesome that you're here. And then it's like those kids get the experience of being in the hockey rank and, and just hearing it. And it's, it was great, too, for the girls, Jefferson. So they got the pep band twice, which yeah. sometimes it's like, oh, maybe we'll get them once a year. So it was great to have them there, too. So if, uh, if the games are supposed to be celebrations of the sport and celebrations of the program and of the school, then you should involve as many students as possible. And it's amazing how much better a rouser song sounds with a pep band as opposed to me or someone else just pushing the, hey, let's play the University of Michigan rouser song. It sounds so much better with the real tubas and trumpets and drums. I've, and I've never walked out of a high school game and had someone say, gosh, I wish the band wasn't there. You always, I went to the Edina Benilde St. Margaret's boys game uh, uh, probably six weeks ago, and the band was there, and everybody said the band was great. We loved having the band there. They should be there more often. I've never heard anyone say, "Oh, I hate the band." Pep bands equals yes, yay is what Peter comes on. But anyway, speaking of uh, yays and nays, we have to actually say nay nay because it's that time on the clock where we have to go bye bye. Oh no! So um, I would like to thank Peter for his insight, his research, and his analysis, as well as his energy, spirit, and his yays. Thank you, toddler. This is Todd Hulk. I'd like to thank you all for listening to Her Ice because it's not his ice. So take care of yourself and each other. We'll talk to you next time. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool